All right. We're taking all the best old school wisdom and blending it with the top new school methods to bring you the optimal coaching strategies. This is the 8020 Baseball Podcast with Coach Bo. Welcome, coaches, parents, players, 8020 Baseball community. Welcome to this week's episode, our weekly get together where we find ways, discuss ways to be better coaches. And there is a path, there is a way to be a better coach. And you come here to get the quickest, most efficient route to better coaching. And being a good coach, I'll tell you what is a wonderful feeling in terms of a confident coach. There's no such thing as a perfect coach. There never has been. There never will be. But there is a great feeling going out there, knowing you're prepared, knowing what you're going to use will work. Not every single time with every single player, but overall it will work. It has been proven to work. And that is the ultimate feeling. It just takes a long time to get there. And I'm trying to really shorten and expedite that process for all of you. And that's why we are here. If you find the podcast helpful, and if you keep listening and I see the numbers are really great, all of you that are showing up, if you find this helpful, please be sure to give a quick rating review on your podcast. It helps the podcast get moved up more to the top. In a way, it's a free way to help this thing keep going and a quick way to support the podcast. So that would be awesome. Also, I've gotten some great testimonials. Those of you coaches know exactly. You coaches know who you are. You've sent me emails and you've shared that with me. It's great to hear that. I've had college coaches reach out to me. I've had seven U coaches and everything in between reach out and say that they've used this, that they really have found a lot of success using what we discuss here on this podcast. If you wouldn't mind, shoot me an email, coachbo at 8020baseball.com, coachbo at 8020baseball.com. Shoot me an email and just tell me about the success you've had. That'd be great. It's always great to hear from you. So shoot me an email. Doesn't have to be a long one, even if it's just a paragraph. That would be great. If you want to share even more, I'll read it. I read every single email and I respond to every email. So this past weekend, I went with my family down to California, went down to Southern California. And most of you know that I've been listening, you know, I'm up here in Boise, but I spent the first almost 40 years of my life in Southern California. So we hop on an Allegiant flight nonstop from Boise down to Orange County. It's a great flight nonstop. It's about an hour and 45 minutes. We get down there. We go to a concert. We go to the Orange County Fair, which is a great fair. If you're ever in Southern California, that is a great summer fair to go to. It's in Costa Mesa, so it's not too far from the beach. You get that offshore breeze that comes through there. It's really clean. It's just a great situation. It's a great fair to go to. It's super clean, super diverse crowd there and community and people that come. It's just really a great deal all around. So we go to the fair and then in the evening, we had tickets. My wife and I and a group of friends, we went, a group of 11 of us, went to a Revolution concert. The band is called Revolution. Now, some of you right now know exactly who I'm talking about. They are just a phenomenal band. Their music is just uplifting. It's positive. It's got a reggae root, but they got the electric guitar going. They got the keyboard. They got the drums. They got the saxophone, the trumpet, and their lead vocalist just writes lyrics. Like there's no, it's just amazing. Just the lyrics are just, just as good now as they were 15 years ago when they first came out or even longer. But Revolution, just a phenomenal band. That music is uplifting. 
uplifting. It's positive. When we walk out of there every single year, we've been going seven years in a row or eight years in a row. We go to the same concert. It's their fastest selling concert. It sells out 9,000 seats, 8,000, 10,000. It's in that range. It's a pretty good size venue, a really nice venue at the Orange County. It's called the Pacific Amphitheater there in Costa Mesa at the Orange County Fairgrounds. Just a wonderful venue. And they sell that thing out in 30 minutes. 30 minutes, they will sell 9,000 seats-ish out. And it just goes boom. The, the pit seats, 300 pit tickets. So there's 300. It's not pits. There's, it's not like a mosh pit, but they call it the pit, right? As most of you know. And so there's 300 seats. And those literally, all 300 of those sell out for both shows they do Friday, Saturday night within 30 seconds. Within 30 seconds, your mouse cannot click on those seats on Ticketmaster fast enough before it tells you somebody else already grabbed them. They sell 600 pit seats out for three to $400 a pop within 30 seconds. So people want music. People want that vibe, that positivity. When you go there, everybody's in a great mood. Now, why am I talking about this? Well, a couple weeks ago, we did an interview with Coach David Klein. And Coach Klein, the founder of Speedball Legend Sports Camps, he talked about adding music. That was one of the many pieces that they add to Speedball. He discussed adding music to the games. Well, I think as coaches, we should look at, and this is really big in the strength and conditioning world. If you go to a high school gym or a college gym or a professional gym, there's almost always music going. And typically, it's almost always fast-paced upbeat, uplifting, motivational music. Why not add music with a Bluetooth speaker to our practices? Maybe not the whole practice, maybe part of it, maybe the whole thing. Why not add music? Coach David Klein talked about adding music to the games to add to the vibe. We all know music has a way of lifting us up for the most part. Now, not all music, of course. That uplifting music, that beat, the fast-paced beat. Kids like music, adults like music, all people like music, and everybody in between likes music. We all like music. Why not add some music to practice? It adds to the experience. It is a bit more work, but can definitely be systematized. And what I mean by that is you can come up with a routine, a plan, a a setup that makes it much easier. For example, you could ask a player or a parent to help set this up. Maybe there's a parent that comes to every practice, but isn't a coach. Or maybe there's a coach who really likes music, but it's your fourth coach. If you're lucky enough to have a third or fourth coach that can handle that or set that up quickly, ask a player or players to help set up the music. In other words, get the playlist together, download it, set it up. Ask somebody for a, if you don't already have one, say a Spotify or a YouTube music or an Apple music, one of those accounts that already has the commercial free. I highly recommend using a commercial free service. You'll probably have one yourself or somebody on your team or a parent on your team can give you access to that. At the end of the day, the music is for their kids, so I'm sure they can definitely share it with you so you can use it. I highly recommend either Apple Music or YouTube Music or Spotify, but there's a lot. Pandora, there's so many different. I mean, there's probably some that are even better than that that some of you know of that are out there, but get a service that has the commercial free Have somebody give you the login or set it up on a speaker, a Bluetooth speaker. A Bluetooth speaker would be great, something with a couple hours worth of battery time. I have some Bluetooth speakers that my wife and I bought like seven years ago, and they were $75, and they would definitely be plenty loud enough for a baseball field, and they will definitely play without a charge. They will play at least two hours, if not three hours of music before running out of battery every single time. Before I move forward with some of these ways to make it easy, we don't wanna add complexity to practice. We wanna simplify it. But I do think music can be an easy thing to add 
that can motivate and uplift the vibe of practice a big amount. It's really essentially a free thing because somebody on your team, one of the families probably has a Bluetooth speaker they don't use much that you could use, or maybe you have one yourself as the coach. You can get a music service, most of it's probably already being paid for, So essentially the setup is free. You take it out to the field, you just make sure it's charged and we'll get into some of the other tips here. But I wanna say this, it's definitely something that can, I think, raise that energy level at practice. It can raise the energy level at practice and it also separates you from most other teams because most teams, a lot of teams, definitely youth baseball and even high school baseball and maybe college and some of that. I mean, in the, in the professional game, most of them have music playing while they're doing practice because it's part of the fan experience, batting practice. There's music going. Plus they have music people that take care of that on payroll that literally just run that. It's always on. The, the locker room is taken care of by the locker room attendants. They have it dialed in on point. But there's no reason you can't, we can't do a modified version of that with youth baseball and you're going to separate yourself as a team like oh they listen to music they're a team that has music that's a coach that plays music during practice it's a little thing but it could be a big thing in terms of adding to the the vibe maybe it's something that you do for certain parts of practice like i said earlier maybe it's something you do for the entire practice here's a couple tips on doing this I've done this before, I've used this with teams, I've used this with big classes, I've used this with kids, I've used it while instructing. Here are a couple things to keep in mind. I would ask a player or a parent to help get this organized and set it up. In other words, get the playlist put together. I would have kids submit five to 10 radio version, you hear that, radio version songs at the beginning of the year. Kids can submit five to 10 or at the beginning of the season or before the season starts, have kids submit five to 10 songs, either to you or to the person that's going to be setting it up on the playlist. These playlists are not really hard or not very hard, especially if you have the list already given to you. You just submit the list, you make a list on a little document, a Word document, a Google doc, or on an Apple page doc or whatever, on a note app, just boom, there it is. You got the list or on an email, you just have the list of songs. Each player submits five to 10 radio version songs at the beginning of the year. I would say this, if the kids submit a song that is not the radio version. They should run it through their parents first. The parents should give the okay on it. So the kids shouldn't just submit it directly to whoever it is, you the coach or the other parent, the team mom, team dad that's helping put this together. Their parents should sign off on it and be responsible for this. Once the music is put to the playlist and it's been vetted, once it's, you know, the fastest way to vet it is to look and see if it's the radio version. You can also, there are ways to find clean versions, radio versions of songs and get those. I would have parents listen to the song to make sure there's no connotations and things like that that maybe you don't want the kids to listen to. That's always going to be the most challenging part of adding music to practice. At the end of the day, you could just say play the radio, but there's commercials, there's advert, you know, the advertisements and some of the stuff on the radio may not have cuss words. It may not have words that within the adult language, but they have connotations. They talk about topics that let's just be real kids at seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. I mean, they should not be listening to things that talk about certain topics at that age and promoting certain things, drug use, violence, et cetera. So once you get the quality of music, once you get the music right, that's that's given to you. Once you get the list, the playlist put together, it's pretty easy from there. I recommend upbeat songs with clean lyrics. You could also do a one mid-year change. I wouldn't allow kids to add new music whenever they want. I recommend allowing them to submit five to 10 new songs beginning or and then five to 10 midway through the season. So basically set up a second or a, re, a renewed playlist to, to freshen it up midway through 
don't have them submit each week or this, or maybe you can do that if you have time, but I think you just set it up at the beginning, a playlist, you set a playlist up, just one playlist at the beginning, one playlist at the end. You can hit random shuffle. So it should it should randomize it. So if each kid has five songs they've submitted, it should randomly play those. So during the course of a practice, they should hear at least one of their songs, if not multiple. Remember, this is something that can be valuable, but it should not take up a ton of time. And there's definitely ways to do this more efficiently. And there's some problems. One of them is having music change or this. Say, hey, this is the music. If you don't like it, if you change your mind, you got to wait till the midpoint, the all-star break. You got to wait to the middle of, and I know the all-stars aren't in the middle of the season for youth sports for the most part, youth baseball. But nonetheless, you get my point. Halfway through, they can re they can re they can refresh their playlist choices, their submissions. I would make sure that it's not too loud. So the coach, the players can talk over it, coach over it, the players can talk to each other, they can hear each other over it. Also, safety-wise, it's a good idea to make sure people can communicate to each other any safety issues, especially especially immediate issues. You don't want the music so loud that an errant throw doesn't get communicated to somebody heads up or if somebody's swinging a bat and somebody's walking behind them not paying attention that you the coach or another player can get their attention so they'll stop and not get smoked in the jaw by that Easton. So you find that happy medium you just mess around you turn it up you want the music to be loud but you don't want it to be so loud it messes with other teams and other fields are, are, are not liking it you don't want to do that and also you want to make sure that you can still communicate and coach and this can definitely be done especially if the speaker's put off by the back the backstop somewhere towards the backstop somewhere a little in the dugout like closer to the dugout if it's in the middle of the field or near the field that that can present challenges so i would have it turned up loud enough to where you can all communicate effectively make the music a reward make it a reward use it as a reward a drill a scrimmage the an intra squad scrimmage where your team kind of plays against each other the winner gets their music played at the next practice so the winner gets the music at the next practice that's always a nice little reward. It doesn't cost any money. You're not giving them an extrinsic reward, like a gift of some sort. You're not giving them a trophy. You're not giving them a donut of some, you're not giving them an, a Gatorade. You're giving them the reward of playing their music. So the winning team gets their music. So that means they're going to get more of their songs played, right? Inherently twice as many of their songs played at the next practice. Have enough songs to get through a whole practice. So if you wanna do three, if you have 12 kids, that's 36 songs, say each song's three and a half minutes, you gotta do the math on that. That should get you through, but it may not. So I think the five, start with five if you need to add more or, or 10, mess around. I've found that five to seven typically works good and then you refresh it halfway through the year. But if you can do 10, the more the better insofar as that the music is fresh, it's not the same music all the time. So if each kid, you have 12 kids that submit 10 songs, it's 120 songs the chances of those songs getting played again, even in the same month are actually limited or, or not likely. So keep that in mind. All right, so let's recap. We know music lifts, uh, like music, high upbeat, high quality, upbeat music lifts us up. It motivates us. Music is motivational. It definitely, it doesn't always do the same. It doesn't always have the same effect on how we feel and, and, and how much it lifts us up. But when we're out there extra, you know, doing a practice at the end of a day after these kids have gone to school all day, playing some music can separate you from some of the other teams they've played on where it's a little more quiet. It just seems a little more. It, it also can take a practice that the drill drills or if the practice is moving a little slower, the music can kind of fill that in and keep the the 
vibe up B. It's a bit more work, but it can definitely be systematized. Ask a parent or a player to help set this up. Kids should submit five to 10 radio version songs at the beginning of the year. Upbeat songs with clean lyrics. One mid-year renewal, so at halfway through the year, have them submit. If you'd like to do this, I recommend it. Have kids submit another five songs, five to 10 songs, new songs midway through the season to keep it fresh. I highly recommend commercial free music. Oh, also, I highly recommend it be downloaded if possible so you don't have any of the cellular or Wi-Fi issues with that playing. Download if possible. Not too loud, the music, so you as a coach and the players can coach and talk over it. Also, safety-wise, it's a good idea to make sure people can communicate. The players can communicate. The team, the coaches can communicate to each other any safety issues especially immediate issues. Make it a reward. Make the music a reward. And one example of that is the winner of a drill, maybe an important drill, a scrimmage, some part of the practice gets their music played at the next practice. That could be done by simply drag and dropping on a playlist. The exact amount of songs that players will submit to you is up to you and what you feel fits best in your practice. But I would have enough songs to get through a whole practice or a whole training session And also, you don't really want to listen to the same song every practice. Ideally, you would go two practices before you'd hear the same song. I know with the random shuffle, can't always control that, but that would be ideal. Keep it fresh. I love the idea of adding music, Bluetooth speaker. It's just easier now than ever. It's just easier now than ever to deal with this. I highly recommend have somebody who comes to practice, ask them to run it or to at least... Okay, let me back up real quick. You have somebody during practice, another parent, somebody who's not coaching that can take care of this or a team manager, maybe a younger brother somebody or an older brother that's there can help this or sister can help with this. I would say this, and this has happened to me a couple of times. Sometimes the speaker acts up. It just does. You know, once in a while, the speaker or the music or it just isn't working, especially if you're not using downloaded music, you're using what, you know, you're using the cell signal or things like that, or you have a phone call come through that messes up the music or things like that, right? We all know using a Bluetooth speaker, sometimes the music isn't, you're lucky if you get like five to songs in a row without some kind of thing coming through or a message. Now, I would recommend you just stopping the, or discontinuing or, or, or not worrying about the music if you run into some issues that are not quickly fixed. I would, and this is why I think it's good to have somebody that's not definitely not a player Definitely don't have a player in charge of this during practice because you want them working. If anything, have like a coach that might not be involved in that drill or a coach that can slide over, take a look at it. You shouldn't have many problems with this music. If you get good at it, music, you should just hit play. You can run it from your phone or your if you have a watch, an Apple watch or one of those watches or something, a Fitbit, you could probably run it from there. If it becomes a distraction, cut it out. It's definitely not worth that. But if you can get it going and, and after a practice or two, you probably can be very hiccup free on this and can run it. If, if not the first practice, you can run the music and have a good experience. It plays the music. It plays well. I run my Bluetooth out in the, I'll be out in my driveway. My daughter will be riding around the bike and I'll be talking to my neighbors and I'll have that music, not super loud, but I'll have it on and it won't, 
it won't cut in and out. It'll be perfect. It'll literally go for hours, no problem. And this is a seven-year-old Bluetooth speaker, and I'm not the most advanced with turning off notifications and stopping you know, things in phone calls and blocking all that. So those things do come into play a little bit, but the music goes, and it really adds to the vibe, and I highly recommend this is something that you can do to add to the experience. Add fun, make it fun first, add to the experience. And so we piggybacked off Coach David Klein's interview in episode 140. If you did not hear that, go back and listen to that. That's what we're trying to get at. So I thought about that. He talked about using music at games. They've had a lot of success and interest and a lot of positive feedback about the music or because they're using music and, and the ads to it. Why not use it at practice? Why not? If you have any suggestions with music, any tips that you've used or that you know work really well that we didn't cover here, that I didn't talk about, email me, send it out to me. I would love to hear from you as always. All right. Hey, if you haven't already gone over and got the drill design guide over at 8020baseball.com, you got to get over there. You got to get that. I send over a free 21 page PDF. If you want to have full confidence that your drills are designed correctly, head over to 8020baseball.com. That's the website. That's our website. And request your own copy of the 8020 Baseball Drill Design Guide. It's right there at the top. At the bottom, it lays out eight ingredients, the parts to designing optimal drills. Players improve most through quality repetitions, and the Drill Design Guide gives you the recipe to designing high quality drills it takes out the question to what 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 makes up a high quality drill what are the components the pieces the ingredients what are the steps to creating or or having high quality highly productive drills highly relevant drills the good thing about this drill design guide is it teaches you these steps these eight parts to the drill an optimal drill setup and this can be used for any drill, anytime, anywhere, for any sport, for anything. These are the components that you need to maximize any drill that you're running as a coach. So head over to 8020baseball.com. Get that. It's sent to you immediately. And until next week, take care of yourself. Take care of your health. Take care of your families, your friends, your close friends. And take care of your players, the baseball community. And you're doing that by showing up here, by learning, by getting this. Now, take it out there. Put it into action. Put it into your coaching style. And have a lot more confidence. And go out there knowing you are much more confident as a coach walking out there to the field, walking out on the field, having been here, coming here each week, listening to these podcasts. Get over to 8020baseball.com. There's a bunch more articles, videos. Up your coaching game. You're here for that. Keep it going. And until next week, adios. This has been the 8020 Baseball Masterclass. Take it to the field.